0: Costa Pollard. And there he goes. Tony Pollard. Down the sideline. Jets are on. Touchdown, Dallas. And welcome to Interesting to See Your Daily Sports Podcast about news, narratives, gambling, takes, the internet. I basically just scroll Reddit and Twitter. So that you don't have to. Today's a football Friday. We only have a couple ones left. This is this is the last football Friday of the college season. I understand that there are other games. Army Navy. Not going to mess with them, of course. This is college conference championship weekend. But this is the last. This is the last time that there's like big football over the weekend. And then, oh my God, I just watched Taysom Hill hurdle a guy. Maybe we'll bring that up on YouTube in a minute. But Taysom Hill is trash. Uh, is the headline from last night. We'll get into reviewing that game in a moment, and we will preview college and pro football. Week 14 slash 13, depending on which league you're in, I think. But first, we're going to start with Brian Kelly. And I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Just really quick, I'm going to say this as emphatically as I can. I'm not going to be dealing with him anymore soon. I'm already kind of bored of the story. So two things happened yesterday that were absolute gold. And will one of which will be the thing that he's remembered for at LSU, I promise. It'll be like, when we revisit this, in five years, and it works or it doesn't work, it'll either be, ha, ah, remember how stupid that was? They beat Nick Saban four times, they won two national championships. Or it'll be, we should have known. So, Brian Kelly gave a speech at an LSU basketball game where he apparently had, within, I don't know, 18 hours, developed a Southern accent. And we're going to play that for you here in a second. But I want to say two things in his defense. Thing number one is, yes, they're paying you like 4 to $15 million. No one knows yet until the taxes are released. Uh, So you do what they want. Secondly, you got to go down there and buy in. Well, my third thing is that I went to school in Mississippi despite being from the Rocky Mountain Midwest. That happens. It does happen. It doesn't happen that quickly. The bad thing for Brian Kelly is that he's getting roasted. I guess he doesn't understand that the internet lasts forever. The second thing that's really unfortunate for him is people are realizing how hot his daughter is. If you want to find those tweets. So we're going to play it for you now. The ironic thing is that Just a couple hours prior he said goodbye to his team for seven minutes or something and he used the word family so let's listen to the pronunciation of the word family i hope this can be loud enough for you let's find out here is a player's recording of the goodbye incredible 12 years of my life for me and my family did you hear it let's just do it let's do family family one more time Me and my family okay let's fast forward here's bk oh wait let's bring it up on the screen for you look there he is first of all that purple's rough here we go. To be a tiger. Tiger. Here with my family. Wait, one more time. Family. Wait. Hold on. With my family. Unbelievable. And we are so excited. So excited. To be in the great State, State of Louisiana. Louisiana. First of all, they don't quite sound like that. It's a little bit more Cajuny than than that BK, but I don't blame him. I mean, you got to buy in. First of all, it is hilarious and we are going to roast him for it and uh, his daughter is an eligible bachelorette, which is not that going to be that much fun for him but other coaches have dealt with that Kristen saban is married and no but the meyer daughters don't love their dad there are a bunch of internet articles about that so the second thing that happened is that lsu released a video uh where they essentially just edited with adobe products when when brian kelly was hired at notre dame they made a video and lsu just stole it and changed all the stuff to lsu stuff but they pass it off like their own work notre dame people are pretty fussy about that I think that's hilarious, and people called LSU out on that. They could have a great athletics uh, editing department if they weren't spending so much money on their coaches. Oh, I also don't think that this is a big deal at the basketball game because if you care enough to hear your new head football coach speak at an LSU basketball game, no one cares about LSU basketball. LSU does not care about LSU basketball. Went to to college in the SEC can confirm they don't care. A couple other highlights from the Twitter.com that I wanted you guys to be aware of. The first thing is that the biggest loss in NBA history happened last night. Did you hear that? The most lopsided loss in NBA history happened last night. At one point, Memphis was leading by 70. I'm not good at math, but they won 152 to 79. Do you want me to repeat that? They won 152 points to 79 points. Memphis is not good. They were missing their best player, and one of the best uh, 20, 30, 40 players in the NBA, which uh, he will eventually be one of the best three or four players in the NBA, maybe. So I'm trying to do the math here. So seventy plus 79 plus 80 is 159. <gasps> That's a lot. 63? Wait, 73. 73. Yigity yikes. Okay, other news from the Twitter.com before we get to NFL. Uh, the NFL Players Association and the NFL, they got together to punish Antonio Brown. And I want you to understand, in any business, if labor... And management are getting together on something, that is a holy shit moment. They agreed to suspend a couple players. I don't know who the other two are. One of which was uh, Antonio Brown for violating COVID conversa- conversation, COVID protocols were violated. So Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards from Tampa Bay have been suspended. I don't know who the third guy was, but this is, they've been suspended for three games without pay. That's huge. They, that's, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars not going into those guys' pockets. And it could be millions if someone at a higher level gets suspended so this is a this is a shot across the bow to Aaron Rodgers who who didn't lie to the league he lied to everyone else he didn't lie to the league so he's chill Aaron Rodgers is much smarter than that but it's kind of a big deal also Tampa Bay was the first team allegedly to be fully vaccinated that's funny now Adrian Peterson's dad isn't happy that AP wasn't invited back to the Vikings because Dalvin Cook was hurt so we've heard from Kareem Hunt's dad Odell Beckham's dad and Adrian Peterson's dad on this this is funny these are grown men of course remember Adrian Peterson like almost went to prison for beating his kid with like a stick like in public and this guy his dad is standing up for him okay so then uh oh other stuff Arkansas Pine Bluff had a head coach um (laughs) he called timeout during a basketball game to make his kids run so he's humiliating them in front of these people. This is on the internet. Uh it has six hundred thousand views. I mean I guess we could bring it up if you're watching on YouTube. There it is. I'll zoom in just for you. A little more. So uh here he is. Like look at him. They're running the baseline. This is kinda crap you pull in youth sports. Screw that guy. Am I right? I mean everybody agrees. Screw that guy. Uh Oh, one more college basketball note. <laughs> At halftime, Washington State was beating Arizona State 18-10. to 10. That was two nights ago. I, I left that out because we had yesterday was Scandal Day, which I guess that's kind of a scandal. They stole money from people that paid to get into that game. Arizona State scored 10 points in a men's college basketball half. 10. They scored 29 in a game. They've been outscored. The basketball team was outscored by their football team for eight of their games, and Arizona State is trash. Oh. <sighs> Is there anything else worth mentioning? I, I am serious. The Brian Kelly stuff is over. Unless there's like a real thing that happens, the Brian Kelly stuff is over. Everybody agree? We're all cool? Great. Uh, let's move on to some college football. Real quick news in the college football sphere. There's a 42nd bowl. There are 84 bowl eligible teams. Um, the game is going to be in Texas. The game, but the game will not be for Texas because Texas isn't bowl eligible. I don't know. They're adding another bowl, whatever. It's a big deal to schools like uh, my home my home state school, the University of Wyoming. Uh, bowl eligibility is a reasonable goal for more than half of the schools out there. And for my alma mater, Ole Miss, we won 10 games this year. And, you know, college football playoffs, perhaps SEC championship one day. But seven, eight, nine and 9 wins gives us a better bowl. And if that allows Arkansas Pine Bluff or or SEMO uh, or, or one of these other schools to get in, then that's uh, SEMO, double, uh, double A. I don't know. But regardless, I'm for more college football. Uh, players should have fun. They should get to travel to cool places. They should get free stuff like PlayStations and clothes and stuff, which is what they get from these bowls. Okay, college football. Let's preview some college football. There's a game tonight. It is the Pac-12 championship. Nothing is riding on it because Utah killed the dreams and the hopes of the uh, Pacific Athletic Conference. Utah annihilated the Oregon Ducks by, I think, 31 points in Salt Lake City. Um, Right now, Utah was favored by three in that game. They're favored by two and a half in this game. This will be... And it was last time. Like, Oregon... I think that they kind of shit themselves. Salt Lake City is... There are four or five places where in the right circumstance, at the right time of day, which does matter in some of this stuff, it's not a place you want to play at all. Uh, Salt Lake City, Lincoln, Nebraska, RIP used to be one. Baton Rouge is still one at night. Um, Ames, Iowa... Any, actually, anywhere in the in the Big 12 on a Thursday, you don't want to be a team going into a Big 12 road game on a Thursday. But Salt Lake City at night is rough, and they that those guys, they get they get lit. It's a 45,000-person crowd that sounds much, much closer to 90,000. It's crazy. So Oregon got lit up, but this game, I believe, is in what used to be Candlestick Park and is now Levi Stadium in San Francisco, which is dumb. They should be playing it in Vegas. Are they playing it in Vegas? Uh, this article was written by staff. That's a dick move by this this... The lines. I love the lines. It's a great website for gambling previews. The lines.com. There are a lot of them out there. The lines in Action Network are good. But this was written by staff. Give someone a byline, dude. What if they want to get a job? What a dick move. I hate that. Anyway, I want to Google where is the PAC 12 championship game? Because I'm pretty sure it used to be in San Francisco. Uh, it's an Allegiant stadium. Yeah, I thought I knew there's no way that they weren't able to kind of coerce their way into getting this game. Allegiant stadium. The, 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 mountain West should be there too. I don't know why the mountain West wouldn't try to do that. Also, they want the home cities to host, but that's dumb. You got to figure out if you're a smaller conference, it's all about money. Can't be about hype. It's gotta be about money. Cause you get money then people start taking you seriously. Okay. So let's do this gambling preview. Uh, I love the lines cause it gives me ranks on things. It, sometimes it's a couple, couple spots out of date, but points per game. Utah averages 35, but then it compares the Ducks, who average 24. So right now, if you look at all of the statistics, Utah is better at offense than the Ducks are at defense, but the Utes and the Ducks are about the same when Oregon has the ball. So when Utah has the ball, advantage Utah. When Oregon has the ball, tie. You will see, and I'm not joking, the three best college linebackers in the country and three of the best college linebackers that I have ever seen in this game. Devin Lloyd will, and I don't know how these guys are going to be in the pros, who cares? Like, I do put a lot of stock into the draft picks. All three will be drafted. Devin Lloyd will be the first linebacker taken. He's from Utah. Then the Sewell brothers, they play for different teams. <laughs> so, Panay Sewell, of course, is the uh, first-round draft pick of the Detroit Lions. Noah Sewell is the starting middle linebacker for the Oregon Ducks. and I don't think he's draft a- uh, eligible. Nephi Sewell, is a starting middle linebacker next to Devin Lloyd for the Utah Utes and the Sewell brothers? They are not here to play games. They play great football. Watching Nephi Sewell next to Devin Lloyd, if you're an old school football guy and you like filling gaps and and gap responsibility and defense, that's not just a result of bad offense. Because remember, this is Oregon. Uh, the Sewell, bro- the Sewell. Lloyd combo is violent, and then Noah Sewell for Oregon, and he plays the second level while Kayvon Thibodeau the best player in college football, plays in the first level. This is a defensive game. Uh, the Utes are really well coached, so I watch the Sewell brothers tonight. They are awesome. This is the second time Utah and Oregon have thrown down the Pac-12 championship. The last time was a couple of years ago, where Oregon ruined the Pac-12's <laughs> chances of having a playoff team by beating Utah. Utah returned the favor a couple weeks ago, and now that's on the line. Uh, all that's on the line is um, pride, and for for Utah, especially with Lane Kiffin joining their division in the Pac-12 South, it's a big deal. This will be their third Pac-12 championship. They have failed to win one. They got screwed by the refs against Washington a couple years ago on something that should have been a pass interference. But haven't we all been screwed by that? College football games this weekend? Yeah, this is going to be a longer show, but I don't really care. You're not. What are you going to do? Uh, let's take a look. Eastern Washington is playing Montana. Don't care. Kent State, Northern Illinois. That's fun. There will be NFL players in that on that uh, on the field uh when is that game tomorrow at noon Kent State Northern Illinois I don't know the draft picks but they are all always fun players that end up uh making huge waves in the NFL in in the uh Maction Championship Utah State is playing San Diego State let's just I hope it's not in San Diego State where is the Mountain West Championship game this is riveting podcasting but I don't really care Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson, California. What the hell is that? Okay. Is it? Guys, play it at a neutral field. You got (laughs) to... Every sports organization should be run by Wall Street Bros. I swear to God. You just got to have make decisions. This helps everybody. It helps the universities. It helps the kids. It helps everything. People want cool stuff. Okay. Other championship games, of course, the big ones are Michigan is, that game's in Indianapolis, Michigan and Iowa, and then Alabama, Georgia. And I know that non-SEC people don't like to hear this. The best college football game all year is the SEC championship. And it's been a little lopsided in terms of the amount of teams that have gone <clears throat> since uh, the conference has expanded, what, today, 7, 8, nine, 10 years ago, somewhere in there. But for the most part, the SEC championship is one of the best games all year. It's been a long time since a non-Alabama-LSU-Auburn team is represented for the West. In the East, it's only ever been Florida, Georgia, and in Cam Newton's year, it was South Carolina. So that, actually, the East is far less uh, variable, but... The fans hate each other and the SEC, the reason people hate the SEC is there's like a tinge of jealousy. It does matter a lot more. And if you think that it's not a sore spot, one of the reasons that Alabama is so good, the thing that keeps those guys motivated, like how do they do that? Well, they they won national championships in the years that they didn't win the SEC. And make no mistake that Georgia and LSU would rather have their national championship, but they do have an SEC championship, and that does matter. So this it's it's a game. It's it's like the crowd noise and stuff, it's it is the best game. It's the best game to watch on TV all year. It's at four PM on saturday then the uh, nightcap will be iowa at michigan this is pretty cool so remember they did various divisions with just random split teams off the top of my head iowa has played in it michigan state penn state wisconsin nebraska ohio state and now finally michigan is in it they are the sixth is that my kind of right sixth team from the big 10 to go to the champ actually seventh northwestern was in it <laughs> yeah northwestern got there before they did that's effing hilarious also at 8 p.m a game that's actually driving distance for me i bet it's probably pretty cheap I doubt that Wake Forest and Pittsburgh are selling out whatever stadium that the Carolina Panthers play in. <laughs> uh, I wish that wasn't funny, but it, it, uh, it just is. It's a great weekend of college football. I don't spend as much time watching college football as I used to. I watch my alma mater. I watch teams that are close to me. But last weekend and this weekend are the best college football weekends of the year in terms of hype and what's on the line. really quick, then we got to get to the NFL. What's on the line? Uh, If Michigan wins, they're going to the dance. If Georgia wins, they're going to the dance. Uh, If Oklahoma State wins, they're going to the dance. If if any one of those three things doesn't happen, we've got a a crisis on our hands. Iowa winning the Big Ten with two losses. Alabama winning the SEC, giving them one loss, and Georgia one loss. If Michigan loses, uh, when Iowa wins and Michigan loses, then what are we going to do with Michigan? They have two losses at that point. Ohio State, Michigan State, uh, Notre Dame, Baylor, a bunch of random things could happen. So, if you're rooting for chaos, you're rooting for Alabama and Iowa, uh, for sure. Maybe we Wake us and Pittsburgh can get back in this. NFL preview, um, I have some best bets for you somewheres. Um, I love Arizona Cardinals minus seven over the Chicago Bears. I think they're going to whoop the Bears. The Bears look like they're going to quit. The Cardinals are good. They don't even need Kyler Murray. I don't care if he plays. They barely need Nuke Hopkins. The air raid defense is legit. It makes people tired. Uh, defensive ends, which Chicago has they get bored. That game is at 1 p.m. It's in Chicago. I love Arizona minus seven or minus seven and a half, depending on where you're getting it. (sighs) I have an underdog. Um, Underdogs really scare me, but despite living in Philly, I love the New York Jets plus seven right now or plus seven and a half, depending on when you get it. The over under is 45, which means like that's a huge, like that's a huge point spread for such a low total. But they are big point spreads. And the Jets Jets cover. Zach Wilson does suck. And if he plays, then maybe it won't happen. I think he's going to play. But he absolutely sucks. But seven is a lot of points. So those are my two best bets this weekend. Uh, Props, I haven't really looked looked into any props. Maybe I'll do a little YouTube about uh, some prop bets as well. Um, Seattle's only... Oh, I have another best bet. I'll take San Francisco minus three and a half. Wait, no, that's next week. Wait, what? San Francisco. Seattle was on Monday Night Football, and now they're hosting San Francisco, who's trying to make a run. And the Seahawks are... The, the Niners are only three-and-a-half-point favorites. Okay, so my best bets are uh, San Francisco to win by more than four, Arizona to win by more than seven, and f- New York to lose by seven or less, the New York Jets. Um, any other storylines this weekend? No, not really. Actually, it's kind of a crappy weekend for football. There are not a lot of playoff teams going thrown down against each other. The best matchup has been flexed into Sunday Night Football. That's the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. The only other playoff-v-playoff team right now This Baltimore and Pittsburgh, there are some sort of close games. Um, The Washington football team and the Las Vegas Raiders, two teams that are just trying their damnedest to make a run. Tampa's playing Atlanta. They should crush those guys. The Giants and the Dolphins in a game that just looks ugly. Other divisional matchups. The Vikings and the Lions. The Lions are seven-point underdogs. We'll see how that goes. The Lions are getting a little bit healthier. Dalvin Cook is not playing if you're a fantasy person. The Texans are 10-point home underdogs to the Indianapolis Colts. I think that might be low if you wanted to bet that, but double digits is usually something I stay away from. Uh, L.A. is 13-point favorites over the Jags, whatever. And then this is the biggest Sunday night football game of the year. It's the, it's the Buffalo Bills versus the New England Patriots. The Bills are favored by 2.5. Uh, I don't know. I'm actually just really excited. Remember like this time last year, we all just assumed the Bills have kind of taken over the division, and, and Bill Belichick's like, hey, actually... I was a huge part of the success too. It wasn't just Tom Brady. All right, that's going to do it. A little bit longer episode today. I hope you don't mind. Football Fridays are always the best. I'll be back and better than ever this weekend. I'm changing my YouTube channel to be correct orientation. I I used to do YouTube so that it was vertical orientation for people's phones. And I think people hated it. So now I'm doing this and maybe I'll add some graphics and stuff one day as well. Back and better than ever on Monday. Like, rate, review, subscribe, make all your friends listen. Okay, thanks. Bye.